Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Now Belichick's lost a, lost a step to I'm me. I'm not going to do I, this. I'm not going to do this. This is Annex Squared. What is up? Welcome back to Annex Squared on the Hammer Betting Network, episode four. Episode four, yeah. Peace. What's up? Rolling right squared, into week not four. Squared. squared. Rolling right into week four of the National Football League season. My name is Jason Annick, joined by my identical twin brother and the voice of the UFC, John Annick. Bro, listen, man. The way I'm sort of seeing this league, you're going to really have to start driving the bus if I, if I keep seeing it this way. I'm not going to lie, man. Look at your camera. What kind of web camera is that? Yeah, it looks a little better than yours, you know? Yeah, well, that's okay. Maybe we'll try to upgrade in the not-too-distant future. But this league is nuts. I mean, that's the lead as usual, right? I mean, certainly I would imagine a lot of people in those survivor pools that uh, gave us a dirt nap weeks ago <laughs> got out this weekend. But, yeah, it's a wild league. I do believe, generally speaking, the reason why I've had some early season success in part is because... When you're forced to make your picks on Tuesday morning, eight hours after the Monday night football game evaporates, you have no choice but to tune out a lot of the noise. You know, like I expect certain sides this weekend to be the sharp side, and I can assure you I'm not on that side, but it's Tuesday. There's no noise to let in. So obviously our picks take on a different tone as the week uh, goes on, but head to head against you, not too shabby. What's well, very interesting and lines do change and, and opinions change as, the, as these days go on and noise information is also noise as well. Right. So there's certain statistical information I might take in that might make me go a different way, but either way, let's get right into it. So for those of you who didn't catch our first three episodes each week, we pick five NFL games against the spread and against each other with our ultimate goal being to narrow down our five selections for the Circa Pro Football Contest, where we pick five picks against the spread every week. You get a point for each correct pick, half a point for each push. So I have to say one more thing on the Tuesday thing, though. So much shit changes throughout the week that I absolutely don't always like my picks come Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but it is what it is. Playing field's the same. Either way, seems very likely I'm going to be consuming five shots of Casamigos at some later date on this program. Hopefully it'll be after week 17 or week 17. Hopefully you don't clinch it in like week 14, 15. I'm here taking shots, but anyway, so let's get right into it. So going into week three, you had a two game lead. You were seven and three. I was five, five, right at 500. You went three and two this week. I went two and three. You picked up another game on me. So I'm now seven and eight. You are now 10 and five on the year head to head. Let's go. Let's but a three go. Good guys. Good guys. I'll fucking take it though. Like a three game deficit. I'll take it. I, I haven't seen it. Well, you have, uh, we squeaked one out last night, but anyway, let's rehash some of last week's mediocrity sort of all across the board. We'll get into our contest picks after, but first we're just going to get into our head to head picks. So we're going to start with the Ravens at the Patriots. We had that line at minus three last Tuesday. So this is a game that we were both on. And John, I'll let you know this and our viewers. I think you know this. So in our head-to-head picks against one another, the four games in three weeks that we've been on the same side, 
we've all, we've put all four of those in the contest and they've gone four and oh. So week one, Man. it was dolphins week two, Philadelphia, New York giants and, and the Ravens yesterday. So Ravens minus three, we'll get more to this game on this game later. I said last week, Lamar Jackson for me, baddest man on the planet no disrespect francis and ganu but um we'll get into that more but that was certainly a win for us there in the ravens well the thesis statement on our unity in terms of the selections is that we're overthinking it by the time friday and saturday rolls 100 percent, clearly yeah but that twin telepathy man hopefully we'll have you know at least one or two selections on the same side make it a little easier for us to tune out Patriots that noise. were competitive against the baltimore ravens they continue to be more competitive than you give them credit for although they do make mistakes certainly that befits a, a 500 or below team i did go back and do some stuff on the 2018 nfl draft in terms of lamar jackson i don't know when exactly you want to talk about him but you and i have been bullish on him since he came out of college and was the last pick in the first round i know people have done this exercise a lot but very quickly baker mayfield one sam <laughs> darnold three josh allen seven josh rosen 10 it was a good draft overall o-line defensive back but the decision by so many quarterback needy teams to pass on lamar jackson was michael vick's endorsement not enough because he's already beaten a lot of his records and he's just fucking getting started the new england patriots picked isaiah win at number 23 right and then they had another selection at number 31 the pick before lamar jackson do you know who they picked there sony michelle Tony Michelle. Oh, so and then, a few, and then maybe, Nick and then Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb won a few a few picks later. Apparently, Sony Michelle was better in pass protection. But anyway, maybe Lamar Jackson would be useful this weekend at Lambeau against Aaron <laughs> Rodgers and the Packers uh, pack minus ten and a half for me against uh, Brian Hoyer and company. Are you sure that game's at Lambeau? We got to check on that. Um, anyway, oh, is that Gillette Stadium? Ten and a half about- point dogs at Gillette. I mean, aren't you the host of this show? Have you not done your homework? I'll check as you. Well, uh, I'm, I'm staying away. I'm staying far away from it. That's why. Yeah, I games at Lambeau game. Field. I mean, come on, man. At least get your home road splits right on a Tuesday. Well, then I might have thrown that in the five if it's only ten and a half. Anyway, <clears throat> we're rehashing last week, so I'm going to get right into my second pick, which was the Thursday night game: Pittsburgh plus four and a half at Cleveland. You know, I talked last week in my breakdown about uh, them moving off of Mitch Trubisky mid-game in favor of Kenny Pickett. You know, then why is it in the five? If that's if that's sort of a sentiment that you share. Just, you know, couldn't be more disappointed in that selection. So that was one bad for me. And I'll just keep going. I'm going to go right down mine. So another poor selection, New York gets plus five versus Cincinnati. So I will say before I get into this pick, last week, Thursday or Friday, I saw an interview with Joe Burrow um, and just saying, you know, we'll be all right. And I immediately love Cincinnati after watching him. But anyway, to me, you know, Joe Burrow, Joe Flacco certainly picked the wrong Joe there. But for me, I would I think there was a little bit of a reaction because we are recording Sunday, Tuesday morning. Sunday's such a short memory. The Jets had just beaten the Browns. The Browns were, I went against the Browns on the Jets. My next one, I lost Arizona plus three and a half versus the Rams. Certainly the world champs got it done, but Arizona, I'm reacting to that fourth quarter against the Raiders. Now I thought they might have a little carryover and some juice because that was a big win, but they were clearly much more like the team that performed in the first three quarters in Vegas. So those were my three losses. The Ravens was a win. My second win last night, the Dallas Cowboys plus two and a half versus the Giants. Line closed about one. This was a big one for me. Um, Micah Parsons, it's just unbelievable. Daniel, Daniel Jones, at one point, they put up a statistic, hurried, I think, more than 20 times. His receivers didn't help him out. Sterling Shepard had a huge drop. Either way, was on the right side there. Nothing necessarily to write home about. 
one statistic that I wanted to bring to your attention that they did put on the broadcast in case you didn't see it. I think Dallas has the most drafted players on their current active roster right now. And that's just, you know, all these studs like Belichick studs, man. any of those studs. guys ring a bell. You want to draft someone with little talent bill. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I mean, what's so this? two Brian and three for me. I mean, Terrell Owens right now, I think could help some teams and I don't I even say that to be funny. So, yeah, I thought the Carolina Panthers for me plus three, even though they got outplayed at times, was a pretty good selection. Certainly the Ravens minus two and a half, as we mentioned. Buffalo minus five and a half certainly was not a play for me on my personal card by week's end, nor did it end up in our five. I'm a glutton for punishment with the Raiders. Should have found a better option than, you know, Mike Vrabel to lose the Josh McDaniels bowl to Josh McDaniels at home. Right. Uh, right. So I didn't love that, I guess. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the Washington Commanders, I don't know, not a great selection well, so hold on hold on hold on so 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 your five though we're talking your five we'll get to the contest selection. so your five is baltimore minus three that's a hit carolina plus three versus new orleans fading Jameis. i love it that should have been our five but it wasn't buffalo minus five at miami now that was your five here maybe you didn't like it by week's end but buffalo still ran 90 offensive plays uh, to miami's 39 so right uh, certainly not necessarily on the wrong side there jacksonville plus seven which closed at three you were on there but then you had tampa minus two versus green bay now did they had a shot toward the end but did you like tampa minus two come week's end with cole beasley from the practice squad you know the best option out there yes i did bet on tampa bay when it was one and then i actually placed a live bet on green bay and got most of it back <laughs> when I think they were up seven to three because it looked like they were going to blow them out. So, uh, yeah. So, but yes, I did, but I digress, you know, obviously Mike Evans is back this weekend. And, uh, I think that whole Tampa Bay team and offense changes as banged up as they are, uh, when number 13 plays. So we'll get into the contest picks. You mentioned Raiders commanders. We'll get into that. So, but that was your five that we just went over. So three and two over 500 every week. So just to recap, I'm seven and eight, you're 10 and five. Okay. We'll okay. see. We can go. Oh, and five. Put it on the board. We can go 0-5 and, and still be 500. But Well, as we know, it's all five. really about the Circa Million 4 Pro Football Contest, which you tried to get into, and I stopped you. So we're 2-3, and three, our first week below 500 in the Pro Ugh. Football Contest. 9-6 and six overall, most certainly will not get it done. No, not at all. 9-6, and six, not going to get it done. What else needs to be said? Not good. Enough I mean, I don't know if a four and one would excite you this week. I think you need a five and zero oh to get your juices. No, a four bit. and one this week would be outstanding. I would be right. very excited with a four. So before we get into week four, this guy all out of fucking sorts talking about commanders and Raiders. So let's just talk about our two and three week in the contest. Now, what happens with us is we'll go our five against each other Tuesday, and then we'll talk throughout the week and our process. I alluded at the top, maybe you need to be driving the bus, but our process may be a little bit flawed. This guy comes at me sort of trying to get some juice from me Friday, Saturday. Who am I on? I said, what do you mean? I gave you my picks Tuesday. But I do think sometimes when you put the two heads together, unless we're already on the same side, we may want to just ride you this week other than games that were together. But anyway. We're going to go at it real quick. So the two hits from last week, Ravens minus two and a half. It was three when we did it on Tuesday. That game, just quickly, we'll get into that hit. Um, turnovers killed the Patriots. Like you said, I was surprised they were as into this game as, pos as, they, as, as in this game as they were. 
But Phil Perry, who works for NBC Sports Boston, had an excellent segment just talking about the Patriots and how the bad play and the bad coaching really can relate to one another. There's one turnover where Mac Jones threw an interception sort of toward the back pylon where it was an audible at the line. And Devontae Parker, I guess, is throwing his hands up at the line, doesn't know where to go. He sort of comes under. Jones throws it to the back pylon. He comes off the sideline. He's like, cover four, cover four. And he's screaming. And now his ankles hurt. But either way, there's a lot of, they were there. They were, there was a lot of things I saw in that game that surprised me about the Patriots. But either way, we were certainly on the right side there. Ravens minus two and a half. Anything else from, on that game from you before I move into our second? Baltimore defensively is cause for concern. That's why they're getting three and a half points home to the Buffalo Bills in week four. I certainly wouldn't be fading Lamar Jackson. I would take the three and a half right now with Baltimore, but it will not be in my five because I don't think that defense can be trusted, even though Buffalo is banged up on both sides of the ball. Our second hit of the week, and you were all over this. Did you play the Jaguars money line at all this week on your own? No, but I might against Philadelphia against all the sharp. there. Yes. So just quickly, Jacksonville Jaguars plus seven at San Diego, Los Angeles Chargers. So the line closed at three and a half. Dude, Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, we talked about it last week. Trevor Lawrence is legit. Doug Peterson can coach in this league. He's proved it. Um, To me, they could have won this game even if the Chargers were healthy, uh, they were playing that well on both sides of the ball. So great stuff out of you, the conviction. I wouldn't, I wasn't going to get you off that game no matter what. Well, so I like th- that Doug Peterson went for it on fourth down early in the game. You know, I mean, he's, he's channeling his inner Herman Edwards. You know, he's playing to win the game. You know, yeah. he's not messing about like some of these other coaches. Yeah, like Brandon Staley on the other side. There, well, you know? I like, I like him, but. Yeah, I just uh, I the decision to play Herbert late in the game is certainly a popular talk radio narrative here. Right. But I do believe that that Herbert wants to be in that huddle and he knows his body as somebody who has had the ultrasound and had the injection uh, to try to do a broadcast through toward cartilage in my rib. I'm just saying. Right. Well, no, I mean, I haven't really been there. I'm not a professional athlete, but I have torn cartilage in my rib and I have gotten the shot in my rib to get through a broadcast, not a football game. You know, I I don't know. I would have probably, you know, I hear Steve Young say September's the preseason. So maybe the Chargers shouldn't have played Justin Herbert to begin with. Um, But obviously it was a big win for the uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And uh, they have a lot of of talented players, I think, on both sides of the ball. So we'll see. So those were the two good games. So our, our first loss Raiders minus two, the Josh McDaniels mess. Uh, how's it going? The head coaching struggles continue uh-huh. and three for McDaniels. So I didn't catch a ton of this game. Um, the, they just never seem to make the right play when they need to Derek Carr, you know, he's got a three yard ball that needs a little finesse and he just bullet bullet in the end zone. I just, they never, never seem to get it done. Derek Carr to me is above average. And that's kind of it. I just don't see much other than that. Um, you asked me during the week if it was okay if we played the Raiders. And I was like, yeah. And I should have been like, no, it's not okay. I'm, I'm not high on this team. And I, I did like Tennessee there, but it is what it is. Um, one thing I'll say about the Raiders this week, I love them this week hosting the Broncos. And you can be sure they won't be in my five. Anything from you on the Las Vegas Raiders 0-3? I agree with that. I will be on them again. Short money line price or minus two against Denver. I do expect the Broncos will be the sharp side. You know, I never mind being the Joe against the pros. But yes, I will have a play on the Raiders, but not, you know, just a little straight, little small straight wager on the Vegas Raiders because it's like, are you really going to go 0-4 with all this talent on both sides of the ball? 
Well, they were in my five last night and they were removed this morning. Um, the final losing selection, and this one's on me. I'm just not seeing the board well. The commanders plus six and a half, six and a half. This should have been you, Carolina, plus three at home all day. Well, that's easy to say about any well, game. I, the point is, Parson Wentz, man. Yeah. You know, no, I just I'm, see a home underdog and I salivate. And uh, well, obviously, me, I'm not like all in on the Eagles just yet, even though we have had some success uh, early season on that side. You know, the commanders, they did get blown out the previous week in Detroit, but they had four second half touchdowns. I just I thought they were just outclassed by a better football team. Um, but that one's on me. I don't think you were as high on that. But Wentz, you know, it's these guys, Daniel Jones, Wentz, even Burrow, these guys running for their lives. He sacked Wentz nine times this week, 14 times over the last two weeks. You know, I I didn't catch every minute of this game. Um, but, you know, what what part of that is on him? Um, you know, anyway, um, Oh, sorry. Our final loss, 49ers minus one and a half versus the Broncos. I'm not going to talk about that. Well, I don't even know what else to say. Yeah. All right. 11 right. to well, 10. So much has been said. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is, is, is average. He's just average at best, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, you want him in New England? Give me Cooper Rush in New England. How about that? <laughs> Can we trade for Cooper Rush? You know, Bailey Zappi, maybe getting a few reps. No, but it'll, it'll be, be Brian. Oh, God. It'll be Brian, Brian Hoyer. Hoyer Packers know? minus 10 and a half. God. Anyway. So, so the 49ers, they, they did march right down the field, had a beautiful first drive. And then that was it. Um, so anyway, without further ado, should we get right into the, the five picks for week four? All right, let's, let's go roll it. it. I'm going to start out. All right. I think you might be on this one again. So keep in mind, these are our five picks head to head. We will narrow this down for the circa four pro football contest. There are a few my things I like doing more in my life than, than betting on an NFL football game or making an NFL pick. It really is a lot of fun. No and there's doubt. not even that much at stake, which is kind of nice. I will say, though, I don't know. I don't know how much I love doing it this early. Well, in you the just week. got I, excited. You were clapping your hands. So what's your first selection? Jacksonville Jaguars plus six and a half at the Eagles. Um, like I said earlier, I think they might have won that football game, even if the Chargers were healthy. I like how fired up they are on defense. I like the way they get after it. I think they're playing for one another. And the difference in leadership with Doug Peterson versus urban Meyer is drastic. I like Doug Peterson going back to Philadelphia. This has game of the week written all over it to me. I kind of like Jacksonville, like you said, maybe to even win the football game. If I'm wrong here, this would be the last time I go against the Eagles, but my first selection Jacksonville plus six and a half. I'm probably going to find myself on Jacksonville a lot this season, but the odds makers are going to start to give them some respect. I think a lot of people felt like maybe Philly would have been a bigger favorite here, just given some of the circumstances surrounding the Jaguars wins, whether it's facing Indianapolis without their number one weapon or facing an LA Chargers team that is just uh, in the uh, injury room in the blue tent. Jaguars schedule after this game, home to Houston, at Indianapolis, and then home to the Giants, the Broncos and the Raiders Jaguars, I think could potentially be heard from this year. I will be on the Jacksonville side. It does not crack my five. My first selection will be the New York jets plus three and a half at the Pittsburgh Steelers who have now had extra time to prepare. I think Mike Tomlin doesn't think that he has a great outfit one through 45 on game day. And I think that's why Kenny Pickett isn't the guy right now. As I've said repeatedly, I much more fall on the side of giving the rookie quarterback repetitions. And that's why I think you throw Bailey Zappi in there at Lambeau Field for his first career start this weekend. You know, and you keep Brian Hoyer, you know, wearing his suits dressed to the nines, like backup QB, like just keep Brian Hoyer with the football, okay? <laughs> right. So Zach Wilson may or may not play for New York. So 
we make this selection here early in the week. I have taken that number where I place my bets. Right now, Jets plus three and a half on DraftKings Sportsbook at Pittsburgh, a play for me in week four. I like it. My second selection, Tennessee Titans plus three and a half at the Indianapolis Colts. Um, Certainly a nice win for the Colts at home against the Chiefs to get to one, one and one. That doesn't really excite me. I think Derrick Henry finds his groove here. I can't get enough of Mike Vrabel. These head coaches to me in the NFL, they either sort of have it or they don't have it. And like Brandon Staley doesn't have it. I know, yeah, young offensive mind. I just done or defensive guy. Sorry, but he's a young, he's a young guy there. But I, Vrabel to me is a leader of men. They go down 0-2, 0-2 to start the season. He just had some juice to him. I like the three and a half points in the division. I like them to win the game outright. Give me the Titans plus three and a half at Indy for my second pick. Yeah, I don't hate it. Certainly will not be a game that I look to bet. I'll take the Bears plus three at the New York Giants. Now, I saw this at three and a half, right? But we're not trying to cut any corners here. You sent me the lines and it was three. So I, we could be very liberal just for the record because these lines are bouncing all over the place right now in the sports book. But I'll take the Bears plus three. Short week for the New York Giants. I love watching Saquon Barkley play football. I love that Troy Aikman highlighted that block he made last night because he is a willing and able blocker. But largely, they cannot protect Daniel Jones. They can't catch the football, right? I understand Kenny Galladay is dying to make a play so badly that he forgets the football before making the first down. And I kind of feel for the guy, honestly. You know, you have this big contract. You want to live up to it, and he's done anything but that. Um, But a lot of people are praising Daniel Jones today for some of the first down runs. I think he had seven or eight of them in the game. But that should be a last resort. His inclination is to run, and most of the time, I don't believe that to be the right decision. I do believe the Bears to be a unified bunch, and even though Justin Fields doesn't seem to be the future, he is the present and seems to be a pretty good leader. So I'll take the Bears plus three against the New York Giants team that you set up well last week. They're just not very good, and they're less healthy now uh, than they were last week, and it's a short week for them. So um, perhaps covering my eyes a little bit, I'll take the Bears plus three at the New York Giants. Yeah, um, both games you've selected, I sort of don't really even have a lean at this point. Those are just sort of breeze right by as I find my way to the best five picks. I may be drinking the Kool-Aid for the Baltimore Ravens, but I like seeing them plus three and a half at home versus the Bills, and I'm going to make them my third pick here. I just like the points. To me, it's kind of a pick game. I certainly could see Baltimore winning this game. Both teams are banged up. I, your points are well taken about the Ravens defensively, but I think they can keep up with the bills offensively. So to me, give me that three and a half at home with the Baltimore Ravens. Both teams have a ton to play for. Gotta be nice being a Miami dolphins fan, right? Taking care of both of these teams. Now, one of them gets another loss. Um, you know, they're, they're, the dolphins are going to be hurt. Dolphins Bengals Thursday night. That's some juice. But anyway, Ravens plus three and a half, my third pick. All right. Bucks plus three against the chiefs, or is it two? Again, a line that has bounced all over the place as we go to tape this podcast. Now, we are in South Florida right now. I have a UFC live event coming up on Saturday night. I'm trying to get out of here tonight. My flight is Thursday, but I'm trying to get out of here tonight. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have gone to Miami as of the time most of the people are ingesting this show. They're going to train there with the hopes that maybe they'll be able to play this game on Sunday night at home against the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not even sure they're going to be able to get this game in. So perhaps it's a little bit of a cop out. Um, You know, I guess I just like the points at home. I like the way Mike Evans factors in here. And, uh, you know, I do think that Tampa Bay progressively is going to get better as the season goes along, coming off a little bit of a stinker. And, uh, you know, if they do get this game in and if I can get the three, 
uh, I would take them. But yeah. at two, it's not a game that I would necessarily be looking to play. Hurricane Ian hitting that west coast of Florida is going to be a rough day today. I think category three at this point, we are on the east, south Florida and the east coast. We are probably going to be unscathed here, but certainly some rain. Moving on, you're going to like my next selection. The Atlanta Falcons, your Atlanta Falcons plus one and a half versus the Cleveland Browns. So it took a few weeks, man. I've come around on this team. Your Atlanta Falcons, Arthur Blank's Atlanta Falcons. I love this team. Dude, watching Cordell Patterson run with the football, he's a, a fucking Adonis. I love watching this guy. They, the two games they lost by a combined five points. Um, big road win at Seattle. I understand Geno Smith is leading that outfit and Seattle isn't expected to have a big year, but I talked about this team tanking. They most certainly are not tanking. To me, a Jacoby Brissett-led Browns team I look to, to bet against them as much as I love Jacoby. I understand the good running game, good defense. Uh, I just give me the Atlanta Falcons plus one and a half. I think they win the football game at home. My fourth selection, the Cleveland Browns minus a point and a half at the fighting Arthur Smith's. The Atlanta Falcons spend two weeks out on the West coast. They lose a game and then win one. It was the right decision. It certainly paid off. And by the way, the Vikings and the Saints taking decidedly different approaches in playing this game in London. As someone who has traveled extensively internationally, even though I'm not a professional athlete, I still got to perform on a headset for eight hours. I will tell you that I kind of like the in and out strategy that's being employed by the Minnesota Vikings. I think to be there too long, it almost gives you more time to not get adjusted, but to get jet lagged or to get sick or to have something hmm. come up. I kind of like the way the Vikings are approaching it like a business trip in and out, but that is neither here nor there. I like the Browns minus one and a half. Nick Chubb has been the best player in the NFL that I've seen this season. Kareem Hunt is right there on his tails. I just love that one-two punch. Brissett really is playing well and within himself. David Njoku looks outstanding and hungry. Give me Donovan Peoples-Jones as well. I think they have a lot of weapons, and they're just playing well. And I do expect a letdown for Atlanta. You know, you come home to your families, a little home cooking. I think it's hard to sort of reacclimate a little bit. And uh, jet lag's a real thing, crossing time zones, even when you talk about east to west coast of the United States of America. So uh, I am on the Cleveland Browns against you, minus one and a half. Go win a football game in Atlanta. I wrote down... <laughs> is uh, my Falcons. So we're against each other in that, but I wrote down, is that the square side? You know, it probably is the Atlanta Falcons, well, I but I love we'll being, I love being against each other. All right. My final selection, Monday night football, the defending world champions Rams plus two and a half at the 49ers. So I went against the Rams last week at Arizona and you watch this team play and you're like, Oh yeah. You know? And, and I remember being a Patriots fan for a long time, whether it's a year they were defending, they frankly, some of their best seasons, they didn't win championships, but you can be sure they win so many ball games. And, and the way Sean McVay is building this thing, I just I think they're gonna win a lot of ball games as time goes on. And Cooper Cup is the best player in the NFL. He he had a big drop last week and they still he was still incredible. He had a 20-yard run at one point, his first rushing touchdown of his career. It was so well executed, the timing of it. Dude, it was handed off to him. He was running at full speed. It was it literally just, it looked like it was in fast motion. Anyway, um, I just think they're a very stable organization right now. I don't think the 49ers are as stable. I like the plus money. It's a, I think my three picks of Titans plus three and a half at Colts, Ravens plus three and a half first Bills, and Rams plus two and a half at 49ers. I like all three of those to possibly win the game. I think the Rams win Monday Night Football. That's my last play of week four. And my final selection will be the Green Bay Packers minus 10 and a half. This game has already, because of the Mac Jones injury, moved through a bunch of key numbers. I don't even know 
where it opened, I think maybe five and a half, six on where we play, but it's 10 and a half right now. And I just feel like the Green Bay Packers have a lot of good football players on both sides of the ball. Early indications are that Brian Hoyer is going to start this football game, right? Brian Hoyer. Yeah. So uh, if Bailey Zappi starts, you know, maybe it won't be like max bet on Green Bay money line. But oh, I, I think it's worse. Packers... I think it's worse if it's Zappy. I think it's worse if it's Zappy. Well, Aaron we... Jones and AJ Dillon, I think, are are ready to go off. I think <laughs> so is Aaron Rodgers. And I do believe a lot of teams are going to get to 30 against the Patriots, even though New England isn't terrible defensively. And the question beckons, you know, can the Patriots get to 17 or 18? And uh, this space says no. I'll go Green Bay 34, New England 7. Do me a favor real quick. Give me your five real quick, just for all the viewers out there in case they all right, want Green it. Bay Packers, minus 10 and a half. Cleveland Browns, minus one and a half. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, plus three. The Chicago Bears, plus three. And the New York Jets, plus three and a half. And if you're tailing or fading, tail that guy and fade these five picks, right? Jaguars, plus six and a half at the Eagles. Titans, plus three and a half at Colts. Ravens, plus three and a half versus Bills. Falcons, plus one and a half versus Browns. And the Rams, plus two and a half at the 49ers you chomping on anything else this week in the national football league before I get us out of here, my friend. No, I mean, my I friend. do like a couple of your selections. The Ravens getting three and a half at home is enticing, but again, I just think about fading Buffalo and it's not something that I'm inclined to do. And I probably should have last week. So no, I'm excited. You know, I feel like early in the season, I, Really wasn't seeing the board well, and today I was really excited to come on here. I had seven or eight games that I felt like I could have landed on, and uh, I guess we'll see how it goes. But obviously, anytime you go two and three in the contest, if we don't go four and one this week, you can probably bury our submission. So <laughs> let's hope that we can land on five games and, uh, and get back into uh, the green, if you will. One more thing I just want to get out of here on uh, while we have something to say about the Patriots, because we grew up in England Patriots fans, and I'm certainly representing no matter how poorly or well they do on the football field. But for Mac Jones, man, this injury, it doesn't really change that much for me in terms of the outlook yeah. on the franchise. And for me, a guy like Mac Jones, and I like a lot about this kid, but everything has to be perfect around him if he's hoisting Lombardi. To me, it has to be great talent, high-end talent around him. I think the coaching has to be right. The connections with the coaches have to be right. I would argue he needs four or five years of veteran of experience to become a veteran and grow into his body. Like I really think everything has has to be right if he's going to be the guy to lead you you agree yeah i mean what is this gritty dancing in the end zone you know i mean i went from liking the way he walked out when he got drafted to hating him. you know <laughs> it's like all right easy bro easy okay a lot of work to be done you know i hear you. um and i don't necessarily look better than the guy with my shirt off you know but <laughs> oh i thought it was going maybe but maybe i'm certainly more tan but maybe like I might look better with my shirt off. Jones, let's go, man. TB 12 system. Let's go Running out of time. No, I don't know, man. I, he just doesn't pass the eye test for me, but I do like a lot of the intangibles, but I don't know, man. I just don't like the, 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 uh, the way the, the football comes out of his hand, you know, and I know he has gone to great lengths, even this past off season to try to get quarterback coaching at the highest level. And uh, so, yeah, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing for them to to lose some football games. Clearly, they'll be up against it this weekend. But let's just hope that Bailey Zappi gets a repetition because Brian Hoyer, you know, bad hairline, bad quarterback. 
Well, anyone who hasn't checked checked out the hammer.bet site that we're so happy to be part of, just a lot of great gambling content out there. So just let you all know, pregame, live, primetime, before the, before the primetime games, Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, 20 minutes before each game, go to the hammer.bet. Thursday night, you got Andrew Walker, Joey Kanish. Sunday night, Rob Pizzola, Fabian Summer, and Monday, Pizzola again, and Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus. So hit up the hammer. 20 minutes before kickoff, Thursday, Sunday, Monday night. We love you on Annex Squared. We appreciate you checking us out. Like us, subscribe if you don't mind on our YouTube channel. For our talented producer, Toronto's own Zach Phillips and John Annick. My name Zach, is Jason Zach, you notice Anik. how how he said Toronto didn't say it right, you know? You know? I didn't, huh? Yeah, be soft on that last he's team, not, He's man. happy, he's smiling. He knows I didn't say it yes, right. Yes, he's yes. confirming what John's saying. Anyway, for John Annick, my name is Jason Annick. We'll see you next week. Yo, fucking later.